Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Misty Lynch. Misty, are you ready to do this? Ready to do this. Excellent. Let's do this. Misty is a CFP and the head of financial planning at John Hancock. I'm excited to have you on. Misty, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. So, um, like you said, I'm the head of financial planning at John Hancock in Boston, Massachusetts. I'm a, a certified financial planner and behavioral financial advisor. And I currently work with our digital advice team where we're developing new technologies and innovative ways to help make our clients' lives better. I've got two young children um, and, you know, helping people understand their finances has always been really important to me. I grew up with self-employed parents who are still working, so I really understand what a lot of people are going through. And I enjoy thinking of innovative ways to help people figure out and make progress with their money. Well, and certainly technology is is helping a lot with the whole innovative uh, part yes. of that. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Before before we jump into that, um, you, you, you said you're a CFP and what was the second one? A behavioral financial advisor. So that um, I I took some, I did some training, and I've always been uh, very interested in the way people actually think about money and some of the behavioral issues, some of the mindset issues that go along with you know keeping people stuck where they're at or helping people be really successful. So that's just something that I've always found you know very interesting. I, I never had a poverty mindset even when I was growing up and we did have financial struggles. I was always thinking ahead about where I wanted to end up, what I wanted my future to look like. And I think that helped me in a lot of ways you know to become you know a successful, uh, you know, woman in financial services industry. So um, that's always just been something that I found really fascinating. And I, 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 I certainly agree. I find it to be really interesting as well. Um, it's got to be at least half, if not more than half of the battle when, when it comes to probably being financially successful. You mentioned poverty mindset. Is, is mm-hmm. the opposite of that an abundance mindset? Yes, I think so. I I think that there's definitely some people that are looking at what everyone else is doing and trying to compete. And then there's some people that are busy thinking about themselves, watering their own grass and and trying to find a way to, you know, attract all the good things that they want in the world. And I, I think that those are the people that, you know, a lot of a lot of good fortune comes to a lot of good opportunities. They look at those as as adventures instead of, you know, things that they don't understand or not smart enough to do. And so, yeah, I, I think having an abundance mindset and feeling like, why not? Why couldn't this be me is definitely helpful um, with finances and really everything in life, you know, so but particularly money, because money impacts just about everything that we do. It, 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 it absolutely does. And I think that what what you said is 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 absolutely correct um, but tougher and tougher maybe in today's world with social media and just messages about how successful everybody else seems to be and how much fun they're having mm-hmm. yeah no i think we definitely see you know we see all of the good things we see all of the vacation pictures we see all of the the highlights you know the the people who are you know have the perfect bodies and the perfect families and then we wonder well why not you know why am i struggling or what am I putting out there? But that's, you know, I think that that's a lot of image. Even when I was growing up, we always had a nice car and we always had, um, but we lived in a tiny apartment. But my father realized that when he was going out on jobs, all they saw was the car. So I've always realized that a lot of the image that people put out there is manufactured and it can help people. 
um, you know, to, to look successful or, you know, it can, it can really bring people down. So I've never really paid too much attention to, you know, what I'm seeing out there because I just, I know how sometimes those people are probably opening up their credit card bills and crying, but they're not going to post a picture of that on Instagram. Probably um, not. They're just going to show, they're just going to show you that, you know, that beautiful, you know, captured moment, which, um, you know, it's definitely not worth too much of your time to focus on that when you have other big goals you want to accomplish in your life. Right. But you never know that, that, that might get way more likes than, uh, than... Oh, absolutely. I don't think anybody <laughs> wants to see me, you know, making my kids breakfast that they don't eat in the morning, but you know, it, it's, it's one of those things that's reality, you know, that's going to be the day to day. And really that's enjoying the day to day is way more important than having like one great picture that gets a ton of likes. Yeah. And I think that you mentioned um, it's important to to make sure that that the grass is not greenest on the other side of the fence. It's it's greenest where you water it the most. And I'm fond of saying that you need to tend to the part of your garden that you can reach. So focusing on the things that you have control over and on your own success versus worrying about what other people are doing is probably the way to go. How how best to get people to maybe change that mindset? Well, I think that you know that's one of the things I love about what we're doing at. My companies, we're looking at different innovative ways to help people just get started. So um, we have worked with Twine. I'm not sure if you've if you've heard or talked to somebody from Twine, but that's like the first um, savings app and investing apps that's de- designed for couples. So partners, people who have a, a joint goal, like to save for a wedding or go on vacation or do something like that, it's really powerful when you join up with somebody. And this app allows you to do so without having to combine your bank accounts or you know to intertwine all of your finances but i think that helps with mindset too if you have somebody else that also wants to do the things you're doing and is also contributing it helps keep you consistent and so i love that and then we also um, launched coin which is our conscious investing platform which um, supports the un sustainability goals so it invests in companies that care about clean water and better health and gender equality so if those are things you care about but you don't know how you could necessarily support a company like that or how to start investing. We make things really simple and accessible where you could start with $50 and maybe you'd stay consistent because you like what they're doing and it feels good to A, be an investor and B, to invest in companies that align with what you care about. So we're trying to connect some of the feelings with the actions that will help people do better with their money. Yeah, I, I, I certainly commend you for, for that effort because... I think that we're all probably certainly people who are listening to the show are aware that that so many of us do struggle with money. And yep. one of the things I wanted to ask you, what is what's one of the most challenging parts of the financial planning process? And you mentioned that one of the things that innovation is helping with is just helping people get started because that may, might be the most important part of the process. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of things that can be intimidating. You know, I certainly 15 years ago didn't know, you know, I couldn't explain, you know, how all of, you know, an index fund necessarily worked, but if you're interested in it, then, you know, there's definitely ways to learn these things. I know a lot of people that say they're not smart enough to understand the stock market, but they could explain the lineage of the Targaryens to me. So they're certainly smart people and they're not exactly, they just aren't interested or they don't care. So I think if you can find something that at least you care about or you feel is interesting or positive or good, then sometimes getting started is just a little bit easier because you're like, well, okay, I can maybe invest more later or do better. But if I could start with, you know, $12.50 a week, I could part with that. That's not too hard. And then so lowering the access barriers to entry can be really helpful just to get people on the right track. And then 
And then you can always learn more and, and get better and do well. But I think getting started is usually the biggest roadblock or the easiest way to, you know, stay where you are. Yeah. And maybe and talking about finding out, finding something that's really, really important to you, and then you'll maybe figure out how to do it. And as certain innovations have helped to lower the barriers of entry, make it easier for people to get started with it, and then empower them to do it, I think that that's a really important thing. Um, and I think that we, 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 would, we, we would all think that, well, geez, isn't saving for retirement important enough to get people to get started? But that's so abstract and that's so far away and my future self is different than, than, than my current self. So there does need to be more, a, a deeper conversation to get people to, to link up the actual importance of doing these things. Yes, I, I think that, you know, things like retirement are really important to people. But if you're one of like the 7 million student loan debtors that are in default right now, you're not going to be thinking about retirement. You're thinking about right now. So I think one good thing to do is if you have access to a retirement plan at work, talk to talk to your benefits department, see what you can take advantage of that's there. And, you know, maybe you get started small, but you're doing something and then, you know, kind of try to find those painless ways that you can make some better decisions while you're focusing on the other things that are going on right now that tend to take the front seat um, as opposed to things like insurance or retirement that you know you want to have or, or you believe that you should be doing, but they seem a whole lot less important, you know, when things day to day aren't as, as, as ideal as you'd like. Yeah, there are certain problems that we are experiencing immediately. Seven million oh, yeah. people are, are, are in default with student loans. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think that there's definitely crisis. I mean, there's definitely this this tipping point. There's a, there's a lot of things going on where people are, you know, they're doing good things. They're trying to get an education, or they are, you know, just trying to work really hard and provide a good life for their families. But then they're sacrificing their own retirement. So I think one of the good things about planning is just figuring out what all of those goals are, and then trying to tend to the ones that you can in a way. So. For example, I know my retirement's very important. I see my parents still working. Granted, they like what they do, but I might not want to, you know, work in my 70s or maybe I maybe I will, but I think saving's important. I also want to send my kids to college. So uh, when they were born, I came back from maternity leave and I started saving in a 529 plan with uh, $25 a paycheck. That is the amount of money I would probably spend at Target without thinking twice about it. But I know that I can still fund my retirement start saving for them to go to college. And so when it gets to the point where they're ready to go, I won't feel bad and I won't feel like I have to, okay, pull money from somewhere else because now this goal is more important and right in front of my face. So I think it's good to just kind of figure out what all of those goals are and then just, just work towards them in a way that's not going to, you know, jeopardize something else. Yeah. Just getting started, right? Even if it, Mm -hmm. if people think $5 is, is, is not enough or a hundred dollars is not enough. Well, $25 $25 is to, to your point, that's what you probably spend at target without even thinking twice. So yeah. it is a, it is a comfortable amount and it's enough just to get in the habit of saving, right? Cause yeah, those habits it's, are it's so a important. habit. You can stay consistent. You're not going to say, Oh, well, you know, you don't really feel like, you know, if you start, if you start early and you start small, then it's easier to say, okay, now I could do a little bit more. Um, because those habits are already, you know, you're already feeling comfortable and, and that money's already going somewhere else and it already has, you know, it has a job to do. And so I think it's when people just save without having much of a plan or much purpose behind the savings. It's just having a, 
a large bank account isn't exactly a goal. And usually that'll just go towards whatever fire is closest that needs to be put out. So I like having separate separate goals and, and separate accounts to, to help fund those. Yeah, the, the, the more we can take the, uh, the decision-making away from our brains, probably the better. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I love that most of the savings I do it never even hits my checking account. It's never there. It's never there for me to, to think, oh, gosh, I really could, you know, I really would enjoy, um, you know, taking an Uber instead of taking the train or something like that. So if that money's already gone, it kind of helps limit some of your options. And then when the money is there in the checking account, I know that it's fair game and I can do what I need to with it. But um, those other goals are being funded already. Got it. Yeah, I appreciate that. So circling back on you, you referenced uh, an app called or a program called Twine that that helps yep. married couples to to get started with financial stuff. Is 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 that a tool that will also help people with crystallizing their the the, the goals in different areas? Yeah, and it's actually um, I use it with my husband, but um, it's just for really any two pe- any two people, or you can have individual goals um, where you go through the app. It's very simple. It's been the app of the day I think four times where you just kind of put in there like, what are you looking to do? It could be an emergency fund, save for a wedding, travel, um, and so you kind of it helps you establish you know some some goals that are kind of popular for most people. Um, And then if you have somebody you want to save with, so say I wanted to go on vacation with my best friend, I could put in her email, she gets a link, and then she can um, start contributing to that account as well by just putting in some of her bank account information and um, setting up how much she wants to come out. So if it's that, you know, $12.50 a week, or she wants to do $25, whatever she does, and then it kind of calculates how long it'll take you to get to your goal. So you can have some idea of, okay, well, if I want to have a $30,000 wedding, this is going to take me, you know, 15 years to save for. So maybe you can, you know, kind of look at what your goals are, see if they're realistic, and then, you know, save as aggressively. Or, you know, if you say in the future, I'd like to go to Disney with my kids. Okay, you know, we'll start saving now and then we can always adjust. So it's really for any two people um, that want to, you know, work together on a particular financial goal. Well, because that's very cool. So yeah, it's really cool. And I think that that one of the things that's so important about being successful, probably with any endeavor, is is the accountability piece. So just knowing that it's your friend or your 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 spouse or whoever else that that you're doing it with, and they can say, "Hey, it looks like you haven't made a contribution to our joint goal for some time. What's going on?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's something that, you know, people tend to let themselves down pretty easily. But when it comes to letting somebody else down, you know, if you know that your trainer's waiting at the gym for you, you're more likely to go because it's not only you that wants that, but they care about you and they want to be there too. And so I think that there's a lot of um, power in teaming up with people to get things done. I see that at the office. I see it at home. I think there's a lot of um, a lot of good things that people can do if they surround themselves with people who also have those same goals. And um, and and there's some there's something to that. So I think if you feel like the people you're around are bringing you down or don't believe in you, you know maybe it's time to you know look online and find those find those people out there who are you know, saying things, you know, like podcasts like this, if you find someone, you listen to them and they, they make you feel like, yes, I could do this. You know, I can make changes. Then that's the voices you should be listening to. So, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. So there's so many different aspects of, of personal finance and, and being successful. And I think sometimes when people think about, Oh, I'm doing some financial planning and it, it, it just might be that they've opened an investment account 
um, or who who knows. But mm-hmm. in fact, there are so many different aspects to it, and technology has certainly, like like we've been talking about, uh, been lowering the barriers of entry um, mm-hmm. to the point where I think that you can probably find a lot of great free financial planning resources online. Twine is probably inexpensive, if if mm-hmm. if not a free resource. So, yeah. how would you co- coach people? who are listening and they say, okay, well, maybe this is something that I can do to get started. Yeah. So I think that, you know, being able to go online and look at, you know, I I think obviously I I am a CFP. I do think having a holistic financial plan, you know, done is super important. Um, I think that's great to, to have somebody understand your specific circumstances, your job, your family. That's wonderful. If that's that's a little bit further out from you, then I think even if you just know what your goals are and you could go online and you can take a look at some of these, um, you know, these tools and resources for investing, you can download budgets, you can, you know, you can use apps like, like a mint, or you can use apps like you need a budget to just kind of help you get organized. And then once you say, okay, I'd like to start investing, then I think it is good to go, you know, with reputable companies that have been, you know, John Hancock's been around for 150 years. So I think, you know, the fact that we're moving into technology is just, you know, it's a way to adapt and, you know, to stay relevant through that much time. So I think that, you know, look around and, you know, see what's available, download an app like Twine. There's zero you know, you don't have to pay anything to start a savings account and you could get started investing once your account hits a hundred dollars. So very, you know, you could start small and then, you know, gain your comfort and, and, you know, get your feet steady when it comes to this type of thing. And then, you know, read all the things you can listen to the people that are in the places where you want to be and see how they did it, you know? And, and I think that that's a really helpful way to just, just getting started is super important. And so I think, using the tools and technology that are available online, you know, and, and be conscious of cybersecurity and things like that and where you're putting your information. But, um, you know, I do think that there's a lot of free resources out there that are definitely a good start to get even just to learn. Love it. Well, Misty, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? Okay. So, you know, a lot of financial advisors start by talking to people by asking what keeps them up at night or what their biggest fear is. And so I think it's more important 100% for people to start thinking about what you want your life to look like, how you want to feel when you look at your checking account. Do you want to be able to pick up that bill for your parents or for your friends and not have to worry that, you know, there's going to be insufficient funds. So our thoughts are really important. They impact how we feel. They impact all of our actions. And so, you know, if you want to just get started and start changing your mindset, then I think that that can definitely help you get into a better place with your money. Well, I think that that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. And Misty, <laughs> Misty, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Well, if you want to learn anything more about some of the tools or apps that I talked about, you can go to Twine on the App Store or you can go to johnhancock.com. And if you would like, you can follow me on uh, Twitter or Instagram at Misty Lynch CFP. And I'm also on LinkedIn as well. So, you know, I just try to share tips and information and articles and things like that 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 help, you know, people who are are looking to make positive changes move forward. So, um, yeah, that would be great. But all of that information is available online and and uh, thank you so much for having me on your show. I think this was really great, and I've enjoyed listening to your podcast in the past, too. Well, thank you. On Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Misty your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Follow her on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Uh, 
look up johnhancock.com and find Twine in the App Store, and I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Misty. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!